Hey, in Cleveland Moto Podcast, we're coming to you in a, uh, well, it's fucking winter. Uh, <laughs> Here in Cleveland, Northern Ohio. Dustin and I just came from the East Side shop in our ad-ats. Mentor, Ohio. And, uh, yeah, and I will tell you that coming from Mentor all the way through to damn near downtown Cleveland, the definition of lake effect is eight miles an hour, deep snow covering all lanes, people driving like idiots. With their flashers on? Hot, like, yeah. Oh, God, the four How do flashers. you like fuckers on, driving with their flashers on? You In the passing people. lane. It's like, fuck you, move the fuck over. Turn off your fucking flashers. If you, you're not in the uh, ditch... Turn off your flashers. You cunt. If you're not going 40 miles an hour slower than the traffic around, you shut off your fucking flashers. Go it's very hard for the rest home. of us to see. That really, that really grinds my gears. You know what grinds my gears? <laughs> In the podcast tonight, to my left, Dustin. Chris Dude. Smith. Yay. Johnny Chrome. Johnny Mac. All right. We don't have any Steve Hoffert today. Don't know where the hell he is. Or Hempfling. Right, Hempfling's doing his Christmas party at his house. And he so, invited everybody. So Yeah, he said. So if you're a podcast listener, show up at his house. The uh, Whenever you hear this. The, uh, <laughs> That'll be like a week from now. But, yeah, you know. just show up. It's fine. The, uh, we'll have leftovers. Remember, we are doing a contest. Uh, we do want your recommendations for the name of our club to be used on our booth at the International Motorcycle Show. Uh, we're not so much concerned with what the words are. We're concerned about the witty acronym, what it spells out. Um, for us to get booth space, if you didn't listen to last week's podcast, but you're listening to this one, the point is, if they deem us worthy as a club, we can get free booth space. But um, the word Cleveland Moto, we've used it enough times, it's burned. We can't go back to that well. They know that Cleveland Moto is no longer it's not a club, it's a business. So rather than spend $7,000 on a booth, we can get a booth for free if they believe that we're a club. But I was thinking, like, if it's called the, like, you know, Society Naturel Advantageous Technical Clam Hosts, and our acronym is SNATCH, that would be funny. <laughs> um, funnier if it had something to do with motorcycles. So if we can come up with an acronym that ends up saying spelling something smarmy or funny, that would even be better. We will pick the good one, and we'll use that as the name we apply for club status for our booth at the motorcycle show. Nice. Um, and if you, if you send these in and we choose yours among the, I'm sure, four that will be submitted, uh, <laughs> if we choose yours, I promise I will send you something awesome. I will send you some piece of Cleveland Moto shit that is fun and cool and neat. Um, well, we might even there's a, a lot little, of shit around here. Yeah, we might even put together like a little box for you, a yeah. gift box of <laughs> shit you probably one, can't get anywhere else. One of these and one of those. Um, the, the, ancient the, oh, ancient motor scooter magazines. The last bit of this jar of moonshine. A little bit of moonshine. <laughs> yeah, send you a small container of moonshine. Here, let me see that. You can hey. Turn the box. <laughs> That's right. John Mecklefresh is back after his last appearance. On the, he really shined in that appearance. God, he did shine, didn't he? <laughs> he just he just drank all the moonshine. And is now filling the jar. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, uh, that was definitely that was, yeah, that was one for the books. Uh, if you had, I, we're getting a lot of feedback about that podcast. So Hello, to those of, oh. to those of you who didn't care for the way it ended. <laughs> it's um, our show. Fuck you. Submit, yeah. Submit a one thousand word essay, and we'll give you your money back. Yeah. The uh, 
Punctuation and grammar count also. A lot of people love the way it ended. So a lot of people said they're driving their cars home listening to John go off the rails, and they just were laughing hysterically. Hey, John's back on the rails, so, uh, you know, lighten up. The one guy commented that he was laughing too hard in his car, and he had to keep rewinding the podcast because he was laughing over stuff. He was missing shit. So that's a good sign when people are rewinding your podcast so they don't miss stuff. Uh, Mac, you are a hero, buddy. And Dustin, you said we had a, a huge number, a huge volume of downloads. Yeah, you know, um, sometimes I, I just stop checking our analytics right. yeah, just, just so I could go back in and see what do we got now. Yeah, right. I mean, because we're, we're not the podcast who really keeps track of how many listeners we have. But you, what was the number you came up with the other day? You sent me a text message. Oh, I it was some ludicrous yeah, fucking it was, number. It was ridiculous. It was obscene, and it was a number that I didn't believe it could exist. Like forty nine thousand nine hundred fifty two. It was something. It was crazy. And the, I always love that people from countries all over the world are listening to it. That blows me. That out. does too. I I'm still In languages that aren't English like Eritrea. Yeah. <laughs> Podcast. Well, Obviously. that was so sorry. Yeah. The, uh, they said that uh, 11,711 downloads in the past 30 days. Yeah. 11,700 downloads in the past 30 days. And we have an average of like 900 Holy and some shit. odd subscribers. 1,028. What's that? 1,028 average subscribers. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's wow. what it was. Wow, that's cool. And what was the reach? I have no idea what that means. And a reach of 255. I have no idea what that Re- means. A reach is like. What's when- it around? <laughs> it's a reach around 255. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A reach is like when somebody else basically shares your podcast. Oh, really? Kind of like, oh, yeah, like if yeah. somebody like posted it to their Facebook page okay. or and it goes somewhere or to their blog or whatever. So it's like 250 extra people are That's very sharing our podcast somewhere. Yeah, that number blew me away. 11,700 downloads in one month. Fuck. Well, what made me look at our analytics is that I, I get our uh, statement. Zangu. Uh, from our storage service, sure, yeah. Amazon. Yeah, the uh, bills come in. Yeah. yeah, you know the statement comes in. I look at it, and uh, you know it's usually, you know, they're, they're reasonable. It's usually around forty some dollars, sure. fifty yeah. bucks. You know, and, and that's our normal like probably five thousand downloads that we usually get yeah. a month. Right. This one came in at ninety dollars. I was like, what? Hundred bucks this month. I'm wow. like, okay, I got to I got to get on Feedburner and see what the yeah. hell's going. What's on. going on? Yeah. And apparently, there's uh, Amazon, our hosting agency, just like. They downloaded our podcast six thousand times, right? To get themselves an extra fifty bucks. The uh, so yeah, we don't. But once again, we're not asking anybody for money. Uh, that's not what this <laughs> we is need about. To start a Patreon. Yeah, we could start a Patreon. I, I just don't. I just don't like asking people for money. I feel like sometimes the podcast that we're doing it for us, and so I'll pay for it. And I just. I don't know. I don't want to ask for money. Uh, I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to ask for money from our listeners. Right. But I would definitely take sponsorships from corporations. Well, clean up our act. Start dropping them once a week, and <laughs> we'll start getting sponsorship money. But this until has been we brought to you by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, right? And <laughs> until we clean up our act and start dropping the podcast every week, pretty much any sponsor I've talked to has said. <laughs> no, fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I'm definitely able to do that now because I've been working from yeah. home. You know, like four days a week. Yeah, I'm not saying that. And what I got we're, a brand new iMac. Yeah. I'm not saying that everything we say is objectionable and can't be published. But I'm just saying that. Uh, well, some 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 sponsors might have a problem having their name <laughs> associated with the kind of shit that we shovel. So the uh, yeah, nobody wants their name printed on our shovel handle. I've heard what plenty about of Metal other Rescue? podcasts. They it's love it? us. Metal Rescue does love us, and I will we say we love that. Metal Rescue. Right. Well, they've always been good about giving us free shit. Yep. Um, they've always done very very well with that. 
Um, we always give it out to people as samples all the time for yep, free yep. here at the shop. And uh, we're going to be giving it out at the booth that we win too. That's right. So come up with a name. Come up with a good name for our booth. The uh, yeah, Metal Rescue doesn't seem to be bothered by our content. God bless those guys. Well, you know, I watch yeah. a lot of motorcycle vlogs on on YouTube, and those yeah. guys are dropping f bombs, and you name it, every three seconds, and yeah. they have sponsors out their ass. So. Yeah, but they're just copying us. We need to get some of those ass shaped sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? I, I need. Like we are overtly trying to swear or cuss. Or it just happens. Oh, like fuck no! <laughs> no, it's. Yeah, we only throw those in to color it up a little bit. The, uh, I should just see who sponsors them and hit those guys up. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, because we know somebody's already the pump. The pump's been primed over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The uh, the thing that we're going to talk about tonight. There's uh, a couple of things. The first and biggest one is uh, this idea of moonshine Christmas. No, not Chris, not Chris Smith. <laughs> the, you know, the pagan holiday. The pagan tree festival. The, uh, you know somebody in your life is trying to think of what to get you for a present. There is somebody in your life who thinks, I hate having to shop for my friend who's really into motorcycles because they have everything, which is an excuse for saying we don't know what to get them or I'd like to get them something other than a Home Depot gift card. Uh... That's totally cool. Home Depot gift cards are great. So are Target gift cards. So are Harbor Freight gift cards. Um, although, most the, of the time, anything you want from Harbor Freight is a free coupon anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Those Visa gift cards are nice because you can use them anywhere. That's true. Uh, but if you wanted to have a gift that's more personal than a Visa gift card, go. let's go around the table and think about something that you wouldn't mind finding in your stocking or under your tree as a motorcycle enthusiast um, that would be easy for or obtainable for one of the people in your circle so that we could help the guys who are listening to our podcast say, you know what, um, you know, uh, my girlfriend doesn't know what to get me this year, and uh, that's a damn good idea, and it'd be something she could lay her hands on pretty easily. So uh, let's think about that, and we'll, we'll go around and, and kind of come up with, uh, with what we would like to have. And Seven tubes of lipstick to be used all at once. <laughs> Seven <laughs> tubes of lipstick. What the fuck? So she can make different colors. Oh, 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 rainbow. <laughs> you were yeah. talking about what she could lay her hands on. So yeah, right. right. That's true. Good point. Hey, man. The uh, a pair of really small gloves. The uh, <laughs> I don't... With I'll, fur I'll, palms. I'll start because here's one of the things that is not... I think we've kind of fallen away from this. A subscription to Road Rider magazine <clears throat> is not expensive... It's easy to get. Go on their website and send somebody you care about a 12-month subscription to Roadrunner. Roadrunner. I was going to say, is that different than Roadrunner? No, it's Roadrunner. I'm sorry. Um, Haven't had enough alcohol. (laughs) The uh, Roadrunner magazine is, it's a good gift. I enjoy it. When I read. Drink your medicine. Thank you. I'll drink my medicine. God, I'm drinking horrible stuff that's passed to me. Like, Okay, this uh, this is the Midnight Moon, not Shine. They call it Moonshine, but. It's got a little bite. Not bad, though. No, oh, that's... Uh, I don't know what that is. It's 40% alcohol, so... No, that's not the, uh, my genetic testing. My genetic testing came back and said that apparently I'm good with alcohol. The, uh, 100% good. Apparently I'm really good with alcohol. That explains some of my 
proclivities. The uh, <laughs> apparently that is the that is the benefit to being Scottish is the alcohol processing center. There's a point where you drink the alcohol and then you process the alcohol and then you process the alcohol again into vinegar and it becomes inert and harmless. And it's the in between stage that fucks you up and gives you a hangover and makes your life miserable. And apparently, I have the secret gene that powers through that phase. Oh, yeah, I must have it too. Yeah, I have a not me. I get horrible hangovers. Yeah, yeah, I. I don't have so much of a hangover, and yeah, I, I do move the alcohol through my system pretty good. The uh, so yeah, Roadrunner magazine. Uh, it's one of those things that's that, our medical. Uh, yeah, that was our medical break. The uh, <laughs> yeah, that was our medical update. The uh, Psycho World magazine. The thing with Psycho World magazine is, you know, I think we all get it. <laughs> but, um, that's low hanging fruit, and there. Uh, if you know somebody in your life who's riding motorcycles, they probably already get that. But magazine subscriptions, although it seems, you know, trite, I do enjoy Roadrunner magazine. Yeah, I, I, I like do it. Too. I read Anybody it who has covers. any kind of children in their life, yeah. because if you have know somebody who has to do the school magazine sales, that's oh, where I got mine. Cycle World, is it's right there. It's ten bucks for the rest of yep. your life. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I got it through my daughter's. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's a time. really good, a really good gift idea. And Roadrunner never ceases to amaze. It's a good magazine, and. It's well written. It is good, good stories. It's a good read. Yeah, talks about a lot of travel and outside the U.S., inside the yeah. U.S. And it is like a lottery ticket. When I open Roadrunner magazine, I have the same experience as when I buy a lottery ticket. I know I'm not going to win three million dollars, and I also know that I'm never going to go on a motorcycle trip with Bob Hall. But they talk about it in there with the kind of bravado that includes maps, like. In case you were thinking about it, here's a bunch of maps for somewhere you're never going to fucking go. But it gives you that little fantasy when you're sitting on the toilet reading Roadrunner that you can be like, someday I'm going to go take this trip. Uh, that's kind of cool, man. You know, it's a cool magazine. It gives you that little Some departure. Like you know, you know the other cool thing about Roadrunner is it's it's a, a family business. Oh, really? I didn't Un- look into it. Yeah, that much. Un- unlike Psycho World and all these mega magazines. Right. This is a family right in that thing. So uh-huh. they go out and and they do, you know, the runs themselves, and they uh, and they write about them. They got a couple extra writers on the side, but it is a, a Roadrunner magazine is is a family business. Okay, so, all right, yeah. Because Cycle World's a bigger unit from. Uh, they're the part of that companies. monster conglomerate. Yeah, yeah, major Bonnier publishers. Group. Yeah, that Bonnier Group or Bonnier B O N N I E R. Their their name is. If you look closely into a whole lot of the world. Bonnier Group is all over it. You know, they're they're a very deep, deep, deep lake. So, but yeah, that's a that's a thing that I like. I think that if you're looking for a good gift idea, uh, that Roadrunner magazine, good stuff. So, what do you want stuffed in your stocking? Oh man, four pounds of smoked meat. <laughs> no, no. Uh, it's cause, see, Chris is like, that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got you covered. Next weekend, I'm Chris is like, I got you covered. Got you covered. The uh, <laughs> yeah, in my world, uh, I can do that. I don't know. I'm really teetering. I'm it's getting, tough for you because for you. <laughs> I have access. Look around you. I have you a have, lot of access. Everything you could ever want is at your fingertips. Well, here's something that I did ask for in my gift exchange. In my family gift exchange, we had a limit of $100. Mm-hmm. And I asked for the new Gerber tool, which is called the Gerber Center Drive. And so um, most of you will know, like, it, I'm a big, big fan of the Gerber multiplier. And I've... I've had them for years. I, I can't even tell you how long I've been a Gerber carrier. Most and of us have them because of you. Yeah, and yeah. and I love this particular tool. The, the problems with this tool is deploying the knife blade 
requires you to get out the pliers and then reach into the middle, and you have a chance of one in four of getting the knife blade out. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you you know it doesn't fall to hand very easily. Well, on the Gerber center drive, it still has the switch blade or the slide out style pliers, which I like a lot because. Working in a motorcycle shop, very frequently, the pliers are what I need at that moment. So the pliers come out first. Boom. While you're holding on to something what? with the other yes. hand. I with need the pliers. Deployment. I yep. need a one-handed plier deployment. And the Leatherman has the handles built the wrong way. So when I'm gripping on that thing, that's cutting into my fingers. Absolutely. Whereas the Gerber has the soft edges, the containment edges are where your hand grips. So you can get a lot more pressure on something without jacking your hand up. And uh, I'm not saying it's like, you know, fucking Jimmy Daisy hands over here. No, when you're, when you're dealing with the inside of these things. <laughs> Where does right? that come from, yeah. Jimmy yeah. Daisy Well, hands. because if you're looking at a Gerb, a Leatherman tool or an it's SOG like tool. A, it's like a butterfly. And you flip it open the other yeah, way. These things, believe it or not, on the inside of your meat hooks. The U-shaped rails are facing the wrong they're, way. They're pushing out into your nerves and everything else. And it's really easy to pinch yourself or lose a lot of grip strength because it hurts. Pay you attention, know? Leatherman. That's right. Well, Leatherman basically has said, we don't care. We're going to make them the way we make them because it's the way we do it. Gerber does it a different way. The reason I go with the Gerber is the Gerber has a lifetime guarantee, and they don't ask. You know, If there's blood on it, they don't care. If it looks like you tried to weld on it, they don't care. They're going to send you a new one. Let me oh, make yeah. a comment. Steve, yeah. Steve Hoffert's one of his favorite sites yeah. in the world is GovDeals.com. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So I was scrolling around GovDeals the other day. Yeah. And what does this have to do with Gerber tools? Hold on. He's going to get there. Shut the fuck up. I'm going to tell you, for Christ's sake. <laughs> Beep. <laughs> Mr. In a Hurry over here. So you can bid on a lot yeah. of Gerber tools mm -hmm. that have been confiscated from TSA. TSA. TSA takeaways. A thousand, uh, a thousand yeah. in a lot. Yep. As like 800 bucks, yeah. I thought. You should never have told Phil that. No, no. I've, <laughs> well, but, but I've think about it. Think well, about it. Well, the thing is, they're not. if they were actual Gerber tools, I would be all over that. Unfortunately, they're a mixed lot of TSA takeaways. Right. So there may be a Gerber tool in there, but there's 57,000 other Chinese yeah. crap co, whatever right. the hell they are. Uh, <laughs> you know. But So anyway, back to the center. All right. Well, I digress. Back to the Gerber center drive. Why it's important is the Gerber center drive did one thing totally different, and that is that the knife blade opens up from the closed position of the knife one-handed. So it's essentially, it's not a switchblade, it's a rollover blade, and it locks. So unlike my current, which my current brand, my current my favorite brand, or my what they call my daily carry, is the Gerber diesel. I like the diesel because it has a very good saw blade in it, and it has scissors. The saw blade in a Gerber diesel, diesel oh, yeah. will I've, get I've got through... the same thing. Uh, yeah, the Gerber diesel saw blade will get through any fucking hose. It'll get through... Uh, it gets through those hose. It, it's amazing what it'll get through. And the like, scissors come in handy. The scissors, the like scissors come in handy all the time. But the, uh, the center drive, which is more expensive, it's $99... Uh, it does the one-handed opening of the pliers. It does one-handed opening of the knife. And it also, the screwdriver holder is now the standard bit holder like you have on every power tool you own that uses all of the little quarter-inch hex shank bits. Yeah, that's what it is. And so now the screwdriver, and we'll put a link to it in the show notes, the oh, screwdriver nice. is now long enough that it can go places where the normal screwdriver on a Gerber couldn't go. So it's very much like having, and it's an on-center, that's why it comes to the name, center 
drive. Oh. Um, it's an on-center line screwdriver, so you get good torque with it. The nice thing is that is a magnetic bit holder, and oh. you can put JIS bits in it. So you just buy a set of JIS bits for five or six bucks on your handy-dandy Amazon site or whatever, and now you have bits in your pocket-brandished toolkit that will work on your Japanese motorcycle. You and got not bits round in your up. pocket. Fuck yeah. It comes with a whole set of bits, but none of them are JIS. So you got to supplement their set. Just replace a couple of shitty bits you never use with JIS I bits. bits in my pocket and I don't so that's mine. That's the thing that I'm going to tell you. Like, If you want to make somebody really happy and it's <clears> under $100... Look at that Gerber center drive. That's a fucking fantastic gift idea. Hmm. Um, that's a really, really good thing. Hopefully somebody gets that for you, because I think you'll be real happy with it. And if you ever break it or you fuck it up, put it in an envelope, mail it out to Oregon, they'll mail you a brand new one back. Nice. Their turnaround time is usually less than two weeks. Nice. So I've broken my share of Gerbers, and they have never given me any static about replacing them. Yeah, you know, that's even, pretty cool. Even the, uh, the, the belt holster? Yeah. For it. Yep. I broke mine. Oh yeah. And I got a hold of them, uh, you know, via their website. Right. Said like, hey, you know, I broke my belt holster. I didn't know if that was covered under the warranty. Just please let me know. And they're like, yes, absolutely, it is. Send it is. Yeah. Holy shit. They said, they said, send us your address. Hmm. Not only did they send me one, they yeah. sent me two. See, every time I send customer service, it is. Worn out. The, yeah. the, the yeah. Velcro doesn't stay closed yeah. anymore. Well, apparently you can get one for free. I guess. Uh, I didn't know this too. And the number of times that I have sent a Gerber back to be replaced uh, they have never given me what looks to be a reconditioned tool or some lame fuckery they're not serialized are they no so they don't care as right. long as they get a Gerber back right. they'll send you a Gerber yes. same Gerber yeah and they hmm. not only do they send me a Gerber every time but they do send me a new sheath every yeah. time so even though I only send them the Gerber because it's not because I'm trying to rip them off it's just because I don't think about it but yeah, every time I do that, they send me a new sheath, sheath with it. So that's nice. Yeah, well, I just thought, break your Gerber because I've had my Gerber and I use it thoroughly, and I never. So broke I've it. gotten better with it over the years. Um, as you, you become as you become a better mechanic, you'll learn not to overstress your tools. Uh, is this a fourteen minute Gerber commercial? It is. At this so point. they better be thinking about sponsoring this show. Well, I think that presents about a pretty this good. This is, this is for us. Right. This <laughs> is for us. So because the Gerber is stainless, it does not have the hardness. Um, it doesn't have some of the characteristics of a lot of other things. And it's not you, a machine tool. And if you use any of the longer blades for any sort of prying, the they're going to shatter. Yeah. So yeah. the knife will shatter. Um, anything that's like the two and a half inch or longer blades, they will crack. Um, they just don't have much side loading. They right. don't carry much of a torsional load at all. I have also broken the tip off of one of the... Yeah, I grabbed something with the pliers and was t trying to twist it like a coat hanger. Yeah. And actually, I was underneath the car. I was underneath the car securing the exhaust with the coat hanger, as Properly. you do, Properly. as you do. And I used the pliers and I grabbed the coat hanger and I twisted it, as you do. But you probably should be using linesman's pliers or something like that, or electrician's pliers. You shouldn't be using a Gerber to do that. And I shattered. I broke one of the tops off of my pliers and they cheerfully re responded um, on some of the earlier ones they had a weird they had a wonky wire stripper and wire cutter that had replaceable blades they were notorious for breaking sharp as the devil but they didn't last long um, so now the new ones the diesels though the diesels are very strong um, the diesels sort of your your upper echelon Gerber yeah I have uh, a diesel I love the diesel's it diesel's good I love it it's... it is funny because I I recently it was right around the toolbox of one of my cars and I had one of my older standard Gerbers in there, which are smaller. 
you know, they don't have the locks on the blades and stuff. Yeah. And I pulled this old Gerber out, and I was like, it's so adorable. Look at how small it was. <laughs> Gerber Jr. You just forget how tiny they were when they first came out. Yeah. Junior's first Gerber. Mm-hmm. All right, Dustin, it's come to you. You know, it actually uh, does taste like moonshine. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Wow. Um, I mean, as far as things that I... Th- that one tastes like trouble. If I were to go on a, a motorcycle-related uh, something that I think that I need, yeah. um, I think it's really time I get a new riding jacket. Yep, Santa Claus should bring you a new riding jacket. Yeah, I've had I've had You've that. You've had car- that Carrazzo for a long time. Yeah, for like eight years. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. it's served me well, man. It's been a good jacket. Yeah. yeah. It's been a good jacket. It's been involved in a couple of crashes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Earned its keep. The proof is in the pudding, or putting it down the road, as this case may be. <laughs> so I, I just stitched take, uh, that jacket once or twice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I... I actually, I, I would either like a good jacket system that you yeah. know functions as like a summer and colder yeah. Yeah. season a multi, jacket, multi-season jacket. Yeah. You know, or two separate jackets, right. a winter jacket, mm-hmm. or not a winter. I mean, well, and this is a good time too. Um, a lot of the companies are giving some really good deals. Uh, a lot of stuff that is going to be last year's model in about twenty days uh, is coming up cheap. See, and I don't care about last year's model. Who cares? You know, I'll take two years ago. There's no you know, best by date matter. on jackets. They don't expire. I mean, they're they're fine. Yeah. So jacket, that's uh, that's yeah. a good one. Yeah, a new riding jacket. I don't think that'll fit in your stocking. Depends on the stocking. He's got a pretty big foot. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Smith, what do you want? Well, you know, a uh, three hundred five points in condensers. I think is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. We yeah. said it was going to be easy to shop for. <laughs> no, you know what? Uh, um, I got that concourse, and mm. uh, I think I'm going to ask for some bags that fit inside the saddle bags. Oh, bag liners. Yeah. Yeah. Bag yeah. Waterproof, so, preferably. Pardon me? Waterproof, preferably. Yeah. 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 I don't idea. think that, I don't think a non-waterproof bag liner should even exist. Yeah, it doesn't exist. <laughs> or, or at least this company that makes them for the concourse. So. Yeah. And it's all of a whopping. Wouldn't that just be a trash bag? Thirty. Well, yeah. yeah. In my and, world? And, that's, yeah. and that's what I've been using so far. Yeah. You know, but the trash bags don't have the shoulder uh, the, shoulder harnesses, the shoulder straps. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's well. It's, you know, if you get creative, they could. Yeah, you can poke your arm through them. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But it's a whopping thirty-nine bucks, and Mrs. Smith says, "What do you want?" I said, "Get these fuckers. What the hell?" That's you know? that's fantastic. And then uh, I found a uh, reflective uh, high vis vest. Mm-hmm. So you know, because that's what you need more of. High vis. <laughs> hey, but, but you know what? Hey, it sticks out, and uh, this this. So, Mrs. Smith calls the guy. She orders the vest. Sticks yeah. out like my gut. And uh, the guy says, "Okay, we got to send me a check first, and then I'll mail it to you." Huh. Now he doesn't take credit cards. Right over the phone. It's a good sign. Yeah. He, so I don't know whether he's making them in his garage or what. But that usually suggests hand craftsmanship. Yeah. I don't so, take credit cards, yeah. and I don't extend any product until it's been paid for. Yeah. So we'll wait and see. But, you know, this. Well, the, you know that guy's got an AOL email account, right? Uh, well, <laughs> well, he's got dial-up. I know that. Dial-up. You, you can hear the 14 But I was looking at dial-up trying to figure out how I'm like, if you look at what you spend in communications between your cell phone, yeah. your landline, your internet, it's like yeah. three, four hundred dollars a month. That's right. right. 
I can get an AOL for eleven ninety nine. Oh my god! <laughs> oh fucking hell! Everyone else is going the other direction. Get their phone and their TV and everything through their cable modem. John's looking at getting everything through his telephone. Yeah, way back and in the now, early nineties. Yeah. I'm, I'm keeping my landline with the AT and T for the apocalypse. Just because you know there's five volts there. Well, because because <laughs> it's, it's it's always going to make its way through. Yeah. Everybody else won't be able to communicate. I can communicate with that one person on the other line. The, the only other person that has that, a landline. That, that, that has a landline. It's going to be some underground. Amish, some Amish guy in when his the barn. the apocalypse comes, I look forward to not having to communicate You're going to dial zero him. the operator and say, will you give me anyone else that has a landline? <laughs> no, I'm dead. There's no one here. <laughs> Marcy, will you no. ring Klondike Marcy. 5 or 268? <laughs> Marcy. Oh. Sure, Chris. I'll get right yeah, on that. For Christ's sake, clang, 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 don't, clang. Don't bug me again. Ahoy, ahoy! <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell! All right, Chrome. Got a gift idea? I got a bunch of them, but I don't know how many I can say. Um, <laughs> but a plug. legitimate one, a real one, just in case the missus is listed. Or not, if yeah, your right. missus or somebody else's missus. Um, yeah. For you though, another missus. I, I don't know what you do. Saw in your spare something time. recently that I. <laughs> I never even realized existed. Heated insoles. Yeah. yeah. To go inside your boots. Yeah. Yeah. I've and actually, that. That, I'll even expound on that, expand on that, whatever. Um, heated grips would be an awesome one, and that's under a hundred bucks. For, yeah. Oh, for, yeah. A, for a legit set. For the Kosos, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You the Kosos are. That would cool. be. I would. I would be tickled oh, and to prom- look at my uh, stocking and find a nice set of heated grips. And you know what? Here's the, I'll give you guys an update on the Kosos. So for a couple of years now, we've been selling the Koso grips, you know, cheerfully priced at under $80. And uh, they do work well. I have them on a couple of my bikes. They're they're good. I mean, this is not, it's real easy with heated grips to spend a couple of hundred bucks. And we took a chance on the Kosos a few years ago. And we have yet to have a customer come in and say they're not working. So we put them on all kinds of different bikes. The only question you have to answer when you're ordering them is 7.8s or 1-inch bars. Really, that's all you got to say. You figure out whether your handlebars are 7.8s or 1-inch. <coughs> Basically, if it's a Harley-Davidson, it's a 1-inch bar. Everything else on the planet seems to be a 7.8. Regardless of how thick the bar is in the middle, it necks down to 7.8s on the end if it's anything metric. Um, now, Koso changed their design. So instead of having the button on the handlebars, they get the little square thing with the one big red button in the middle yeah. that you push and then it has the LEDs to tell you how much five what LEDs, level of heat yeah. you have. Oh. They Koso has changed that now and so that the operating switch is in the grip. Oh nice. Just like the Hondas. Um, so remember that Honda NCX seventeen fucking child uh, movie yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah that, that red yeah. thing we had. Yeah. yeah, that one. That red thing. It had the heated grips that were Honda brand, and they were the grip heaters were built, the switches were built into the grip. So you press the little button on the grip to select your heat. Do they still have the LED indicator? Yeah. Oh, great. Yeah. So the LED indicator is built into the grip now, so it's less wiring to install. It's literally the wire coming from the power to the left grip and the power to the right, the control wire going across the right grip. That's it. So it's an easier install, and it's cleaner. You don't have anything on your dashboard or anything on your handlebars. So that's kind of cool. It's an improvement. The product stays at the same price. So um, if you are in the market for heated grips, call us, Cleveland Moto. 1-800-Cleveland Moto. Uh, no, no, no. 216-795-5580. doesn't matter. You're going to go to Cleveland Moto anyway. You're going to go to the website because that's what the world does. Well, let's talk about the, uh, the, yeah. so- the heated inner soles. Yeah, now, I like are they, that idea. How are they hooked 
two. Did each of them have there their were own just a wire pack? coming? There was just a wire coming out the back of them. I assume <laughs> a wire coming out the back of each one of them. It's what up it looked your pants like. between your oh, crack. Oh, 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 I assume it goes oh. to a sock. I would imagine. I get it. So there's a a little AB connector, like a little two wire connector, like probably it's a socket. Not like a fucking RCA plug. Not like a welding cable coming off. No, but like an I mean, RCA plug of some sort. <laughs> it's like maybe it goes fiber, into the back like of your fiber, heated pants. Like a fiber cable, and it probably is made to hook to your heated trousers. And then that hooks to your heated vest, and that hooks to or, your heated. Or I don't have any. Or to or just pair, a long cable. Or to a pair of socks. Right. That's yeah. That was my thought. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I would. Uh, I I'd be curious about me. that. Usually, the cold feet isn't my problem because I tend to overboot. Mm. Cold hands is always my problem. Yeah, something like yeah. that would be great if it could be like rechargeable, battery operated, or something. So I have like a that. set of those. So well, I have. They make hunting socks that yes, have. I, I do. Uh, I own a set of insoles um, that I bought that are rechargeable, and they recharge via a USB or a traditional wall wart. And they charge, I think, at 5 watts or something like that. And they have lithium batteries on the back of them that mount up to the back of your boot. And so that each insole has its own battery pack. So they're independent. There's no cords. There's no cables. There's no anything. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. There's a button on them, a little push button on them that operates in low mode, like low and high. And it seems that in high mode, they've given up the ghost in about... An hour, and in low mode, they'll get you about two hours. It's not very much. It's not real long, not and because I don't have the the cold foot problem, uh, how easy would it be to turn them on and turn them off while you were riding? Pretty easy, um, if you, depending on how you have them mounted. But the way that they suggest is there's a rather strong clip, and the rather strong clip clips onto the back of your boot. And if you didn't know it was there, you wouldn't know it's there. It's really not that heavy. Lithium batteries are pretty light. All right. So uh, they're not what you think it is, because I used to have a pair of electric-heated gloves that ran on D-sized batteries. D-sized batteries. (laughs) Yeah, because that's the technology that existed in the 80s. Wow. And there were two D-sized batteries. Two? Yeah. On the back of each of these gauntlet gloves. So, so your arms are hanging. It's fucking off heavy, arms. man. That must have looked like a superhero. Fucking heavy. <laughs> Seriously heavy. I got some later in life that uh, that ran on a nine volt. A nine volt, and then I got some shitty ones at Kmart that ran. The last pair I got were some shitty ones at Kmart that ran on one. Solar. One C, I yeah, want solar. They were one C size battery. Throw those in the garbage. Those things don't work from the get go. You have to have voltage. You have to have electricity to make heat. Like if you want to make heat, you need power. That's well, it. My question was, could you ration them? Like, yeah. Man, my feet are fucking freezing. Okay, kick them on. Yeah, For, I think you could. Ten or fifteen up a minutes. Bit, yeah. And then be yeah. like, okay, kick them back off. Yeah. Um, I got them for skiing. Oh. I got them for skiing because. When I was snowboarding, your foot your foot can be pretty loose in a snowboard boot, you know. Especially like me, I'm, I'm wearing like a Sorel boot or something like that. I'm not wearing a rigid boot, and when I sw- you know, the more air you can keep moving around your feet, the warmer they're going to be. So if you can keep your feet kind of loose in your boots, you're going to stay warmer. The warmest boots I ever wore were those blow up, those inflatable army boots. Mickey Mouse boots. Absolutely, they were fantastic. Air keeps you warm, and when you're using a hard boot with skiing. You don't have that option. They're clamping down pretty hard on your leg. No matter how much foam is in there, it's the circulation that's a problem. Your feet get cold. So I got a set of these heaters, and with the first, within the first half an hour, 45 minutes, I said, this is the smartest thing I ever paid big money on. Within an hour later, 
my feet were just surrounded by my now sweaty feet were surrounded by ice cold plastic. Not cool. So it became a problem. So the idea of being that they have a remote power supply somewhere else, that's pretty cool. That is cool. You know, so you're gonna get so what John's talking about, boot heaters. Um, now you found those at uh, something, you know, like Harbor Freight for motorcycles. Yeah, yeah. that's really place, Harbor yeah. Freight? For motorcycles, yeah, that, that type of place. Huh. The place we won't name until they give us money. And yeah. so uh, those just come right off the shelf and just slap them in or what? you got to cut them to fit your boot. Yeah. But, yeah. Reliable? Do we, do we know? I don't know. It's, uh, once again, the ones that I had were fucking expensive, and they were reliable, but the amount of time that they heated you weren't wasn't long enough. Yeah, so but I've not had. So the Harbor Freight one though, oh, is, is is a direct it is, connection. It is a it is a it is a same brand as a brand of heated clothing. Yeah. So I'm assuming. Oh, is it Witter? Uh, Venture. I'm sure it's not Gerbing. I think. No, it's not Gerbing. Yeah. No, that would be Bucks Deluxe. Yeah. Uh, I think that might be a house brand for that Harbor Freight motorcycle gear. The uh, yeah, it's not Tourmaster. It's not Ger. Come on, Gerbing. Already. Yeah. Bring the picture up. Usually with heated gear, if it's Gerbring or if it's uh, Witter, that stuff's pretty pricey. You're you're getting a very high degree of quality because they're putting the name on the line there. Some of these other things are house branded, and they're you know straight from the Hufeng district of China. Well, let me tell you something about the about yeah. the Harbor Freight uh, motorcycle gear. Yeah, is there's there's one vendor they will take your shit back. Yeah, and cool. they will replace it. Yeah. Two, three years later. Yeah. So, by way of example, mm-hmm. I bought a pair of motorcycle pants. Right. And uh, is it cheerfully or must have receipt? Cheerfully. Now, wow. let me let me tell you. So, so, three years later, I went and said, <laughs> "These fuckers don't fit me anymore." Now, oh sweet Jesus! So why do they don't don't fit me? Yeah. I'm a fat fuck, right? Right. So the guy says, "Well, go on over there and try on a pair." I found some bigger ones. The guy says, "All right." Well, he looks them up. He says, "Oh, you bought these four years ago." Let me go back and figure out how much they were. He figures out, okay, well, the new ones are $9 more than the old ones, so I'm going to have to charge you $9 plus Get tax. Get the fuck out of here. Let me tell you something. Oh, Com- my sweet Jesus. Compared to the folks that I got my $240 motorcycle jacket from. I'm with from, you, yeah. These guys at Harbor Freight of Motorcycle Gear said, yeah. we would happily refund your original purchase price. We'll take the old piece of shit back. It's amazing. Yeah, three and a half years later. Yeah. So let me tell you something. Those guys stand behind their stuff. If they, your profit margin is high enough, you're willing to have a really, really aggressive return policy. Well, you and know that's, what? I mean, that's the way it works. I, I I'll, I'll give them to them on that. They right. could have find told me, hey, it's over a year. Oh yeah, year. they could have told Where's me. Where's your receipt? Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. They make money coming and going because you it, you yeah. did that transaction with them and you probably then proceeded to spend another hundred dollars or something. I did not. Yeah, well, <laughs> I did I'm not. Saying, I mean, they're happy. To I get walked you. in. Yeah. That's all I did. Yeah. Well, you. We. I the, spent nine dollars and sixty-two well, the, cents or something. The average consumer made, but not Squeaky Chris. I walk <laughs> in. <laughs> Smile when you say that, pal. <laughs> I walk into a Harbor Freight planning on spending twenty nine ninety five on whatever coupon I right. want to cash yeah. in. And I oh, walk yeah. out spending a hundred bucks. Oh yeah. The, well, uh, you're a better man than and I. And every time I in. return something, right? Because I'm like, uh, I end up just turning around and getting something else. It's just yeah. Just, they, boy, I'll tell, that is one of those things that. No, I'm good to go. Thanks, good? Chris. The good. I'm good. I'm very much. My whole problem is, if the product fails, in the field. 
the failure is offensive to me. The fact that they're replacing it is great. I'm happy they're replacing it. <coughs> but usually I'm offended at the failure. And because, you know, gloves aren't supposed to explode after four wearings, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, I just had a problem with some of that stuff. And they but at Harbor Freight prices, I'm only sad if it's <laughs> DOA, if it's dead out of the box. Mm. As long as I get my initial use that I right. plan to use right. that for, I'm aware anything of, else I get is like, oh, I'm well, I'm aware of what it is going into it. The grinder yeah. buffer, well, the buffer that I bought that I'd use as a grinder and a cutting wheel and everything else, and I yeah. punished the fuck out of for $15.99 or something like that. He's still alive, that orange little faggot fucker. Um, John, uh, uh, Dustin and I were talking about. Sorry, Dustin and I were talking today about a guy that runs a YouTube channel, and it's called AVE. Just AVE. If you type AVE into YouTube, it will come up. It looks like a little, you know, a little computer chip with a little, you know, sad face on it. But the, uh, but AVE is this Canadian, um, for lack of a better term, he speaks Canadian, and like his. Syntax is worth the price of admission. Just listening him, listening to him talk, is brilliant. But he's a fantastic field-grade engineer who knows everything, and his brain computes and works. And he knows what good metal is and bad metal is, and what good wiring is and what bad wiring is. And he tests everything. I mean, I'm sure that he has hooked electronic probes to his cat more than one time to check impedance. Uh, this is a cat full of food, and this is a cat without any food in it. What's the resistance? <laughs> and then he'll take apart the meter he used to see if the meter's accurate. Calibrated. Frankly. Right. For cats. And the the guy's fun. He's absolutely fun, but it's called AVE. If you're in the world right now and you can operate your thumb-powered device, <clears throat> go to YouTube, type in AVE, and just fucking enjoy it. Binge watch. Oh, God. God, don't. Yeah, okay. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> fucking sound effects. We're Motorcycle Men podcast again. Gerber the, Cheers. We need oh, a soundboard with buttons and yeah, we do not need a soundboard with buttons. And <laughs> that shit will like be that. the end of this podcast. Oh, I fucking can assure hell. you, yeah. especially if Johnny Chrome is in front of us. The second we start getting Phil into Waters fucking sound effects, oh my god! Hold on, wait, wait a second. I know I've got the sound of a baby crying here somewhere. Could you pause the machine so I can get up, so I can load up the sound of a baby crying? <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> right? Yeah, you should be recording motorcycle your own show. sound effects. Yep. Guess who's going to have a booth? at three of them: Cleveland, Washington. And maybe Milwaukee. These are friends at Cafe Racer Magazine. Oh, good. good that is really cool. Guess That's who's not going to have a booth there? Mm. The VJMC. Oh, really? Yeah. Holy shit. That's Because they That's came out step. with a clause last year mm-hmm. that if you don't populate your booth, mm-hmm. that there's a hefty penalty that you then have to pay for the free booth. If you don't populate your booth? If for any reason you back out and fail to... Per- Did they fail up- to provide last year? I guess there were a few places where it was close or something like that and it was possible... Oh, you mean issue- in the... In the whole in the realm. country, in the realm, realm of the country, oh, and VJMC okay. has decided that we are not going to do this until they take that clause out because we can't afford to have to pay to for have one. to come back and pay for one a six thousand dollar booth should, should something happen and, and it turn into a flop. Wow! What do they mean by populate? Meaning that you don't show up. You got they gave you, you the floor space and you didn't put nothing in it. Oh, or nobody sitting every in the year. Booth you too? have to right. sign a contract and you have to agree right. that you will put on a. A thing, and that you'll you will have booth, displays, yeah. and that you will have uh, motorcycles, yeah. and that you'll provide them with a list of those motorcycles right. in advance, and yeah. that you'll have certain, you know, Our things. problem has never been not having somebody show up. Our problem has always been quite the contrary. <laughs> yeah. well, I, everybody wants a free ticket. <laughs> well, exactly. let's do it locally. Just, 
No, no, no. It's, 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 it's a no there. go. You don't, you don't even want to sign the contract now because you're, you're, they're, they're not doing it. Well, no, that means I open my phone conversation with whoever I'm opening my phone conversation with. So I understand this year you're not going to have the VJMC at the booth. Great idea. So we are the UJMC. We're willing to take <laughs> the underground Japanese motorcycle. <laughs> you know that clause that they had such a problem with it? Yeah. It's not a problem for us. That's right. If you give us a free booth, right. we're not even worried. We promise you yeah. we'll populate it. We will, we will be overpopulated. To say this, and we will we populate will say, the rest of the booths, too. We will take full responsibility. If we don't, they we won't will, be able to get we'll, us out of the BMW booth. <laughs> we'll, oh, BMW, we'll, we'll calculate with the BMW booth. <laughs> Those bastards will be coming after us with electric cattle prods. Yeah. They'll be running from us. It's 11 o'clock. You need to leave. The show closed an hour ago. We didn't even know you were hiding up here. Until we heard the giggles. Until we heard the giggles. Exactly. I love how they sent the cutest girl they had, too. Um, I'm not going to say cutest. I'm going to say most personable. She had the right attitude to extract us from the booth. It wasn't just looks. It was just like that whole presence of four guys looked around at each other and went, we might run into resistance, but she won't run into res- resistance. Those guys up there are big and drunk. <laughs> and big and drunk is a, a risk. bad combination. Big and drunk is a very bad situation. Um, they've been trapped in the IX Center, and they've been drinking all night. And we just walked their fucking asses up there, too. Just yeah. sat right oh, the yeah. shit we, down. We, we wandered right up there. We scared away those poor we, people that we were We said up there Johnny Mack is our, yeah. is our captain. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, speaking of which, Johnny McAfresh, what gift would you give that keeps on giving? giving? Or giving. Give, giving, yeah, giving. Uh, I'll tell you what. When Pete was talking about the riding <laughs> underwear, yeah, I really oh, think that yeah, would I need be that too. I need <laughs> a nice pair of silkies or something. And or you know what? That's like a great gift because that's something people aren't probably buying themselves. Yeah, I, I could so use that right so now. <laughs> and, and well, like, this is a... We got yeah. smell vision here if you want to... Uh, yeah. And like a nice pair, you know, we talk about the heated, uh, you know, insoles and everything, but yeah. the right pair of riding socks. Yep. Like, I don't know where they're supposed to, you know... I'm what wearing the, them right now. A little bit of research, like whether it should be polypropylene if or whether it should be If you want, wool, in my opinion, be... the Thor brand, um, the Thor brand motocross socks, mm-hmm. because they're, they're thick around the ankles and around the calves, and they mm-hmm. will not fall down. They go over your calves. They're quite warm. But the part that it, where your shoe interfaces, the foot part, the heel, mm-hmm. the toe, is very snug. And it's, it's spandex reinforced. I mean, it really stays where you put it. And it's not thick. It doesn't fuck up the way your shoe fits. It doesn't cramp your toes. It doesn't cramp your toes. It doesn't change the fit of your Exactly. Boot. It's So it's it's thin at the bottom, but it's thicker up here in the middle area. And uh, Sounds like Dustin. They're pretty good. <laughs> they're they're not unattainable. The I ordered a bunch of them here for the shop just because I know a lot of times huh, people don't think about my trousers. And you can get a pair of those for under twenty bucks. Now my wife said I'm going to. Um, you're not getting anything for Christmas. You're getting underwear and socks. I'm buying you socks, and I said you've officially become your my mother. Yes, I'm yeah. never touching your vagina again. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> yep. Only grandmothers buying and, the underwear and socks. That's and none right. of my friends are allowed to touch your vagina either. Yeah. Well, well right. for the right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, then I was thinking, well, I mean, we've overlooked the stocking stuffers. I mean, I can look at, like, top ten list of stocking stuffers here, yeah. just that you could buy out of this store. Right. A can of chain wax. Oh, yeah. How about some, yeah. um, a little tire patch repair, yep. uh, repair kit. Yep. Uh, a little uh, air knot, uh, gauge. The Outbacker multi-tool. We talked about it in other podcasts. It hasn't gone away. It's still 25 bucks. 
It is still the size of a Swiss Army knife, and it has fucking sockets in it. Mm-hmm. It has sockets. It has Allen heads. It is specifically engineered to work with your metric motorcycle, and it does work great. And I use them around the shop all the fucking time. Who owns a metric motorcycle? I know exactly. You can Ooh. make like a little basket of uh, just all aerosols, chain wax, yep. carb cleaner, absolutely, ether, yep. ACS fifty, WD forty. That stuff's gonna get used. I could use an actual Spectral. real ram mount. An actual real <laughs> ram mount. <laughs> ram mount is a good gift idea. Yeah, That's a I just thought about idea. that. That's what I yeah, really ram need. mount is a good gift idea. Yeah. It's inexpensive and it works. And you know, I mean, I've always wanted a GoPro. Get the good one. But you know, if they were going up a little bit higher in price, you know, so oh, there's enough that. fake GoPros out now. It's kind of amazing. But I think it's almost wor- you know. But then I, I got my faux pro for like. That's, then, that's what I call it, but yeah, I got a free Really, like, 50, like a ramp out and some yeah. way to just mount my cell phone might even be just as good enough. Um, I mean, no, it's it. shaky. It gets what's no. called jellification. Yeah. Okay. And uh, it really does, on any motorcycle, including the Zero Electric, I tested it. And it's even, the, I don't know what it is, but even on the Zero, it still creates a very Thermonics. weird picture. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's very weird. It's Thermonics. really weird the way, it fun- the way that happens. GoPro but, would be cool. Yeah. Various. Reasons, so. Yeah. And then I was thinking, like, well, like the gift card or like airfare, like, uh, oh man, like, uh, oh, here's a two hundred. Get the fuck round, out of town, free card. Well, like I did California, like two hundred, you know, two hundred fifty dollar yeah. round trick t- ticket to California. Wow, yeah, to go visit your buddy's so, motorcycle. So that would be great. Speaking of traveling to uh, to go ride motorcycles, uh, one of the things that I've kind of discovered and was did some research into today. Um, if you want to do some research into something, yes, there's no better way to do it than to fucking sign up. And the program is called riders-share.com. Yes. I'll put a link in the yep. show notes. Riders-share.com. And if you go there right now and you type in that your location is Cleveland, you'll find that some some crazy son of a bitch in Cleveland is renting out a Grito, a V7 Scrambler. No. And a 2000 Kawasaki uh, Vulcan 1500 Nomad. His name is Phil Walker. That could only be one oh. person. I, think I was like, what? So how it works, um, anybody wants to finish that? It's delicious. No, knock it off. Knock like, it off. Oh, awesome. that's so good. That's the apple pie. And it has he's no off. alcohol in it whatsoever. The, uh, so how you do it is you simply get in touch with these guys. And this is a million-dollar idea, by the way. If they don't get legislated out of business or sued or whatever, the whole way this works is there's some folks here in Costa Mesa that came up with this website. And basically, it's like Airbnb, but for motorcycles, right? You're going to make some money. We're going to give you the opportunity to make some money off that thing in your garage you're not using at this exact moment, and we're going to take a 20% cut. At this point, it'd be be my best strategy because I have so many motorcycles (laughs) just sitting there, and I'm I'm like, go ahead, ride them. Most, I mean, everybody I know has multiple motorcycles. <laughs> so if you run. have multiple motorcycles, if somebody <laughs> is... be a favor. No matter what day of the year it is, if somebody wants to rent one of my motorcycles, I still have three, four, five, six, whatever, N plus one to ride, yeah. right? So that's good, and I can make a little bit of money on it. The big question mark everyone has mm-hmm. is, so, you know, Mary Rottencrotch shows up, takes out your V7 and wads it around a tree... Full coverage. What are you doing? Well, this is where the the point, I've looked at all these other companies like Eagle Rider and other stuff to offer that to my customers at the shop as an option, renting motorcycles. Nice. I've actually looked at it as a method of doing test rides without assuming the liability for those people that are going to crash my motorcycles, which has happened. So 
This way is kind of interesting because for fifteen dollars, one five, for fifteen dollars, the person renting your motorcycle gets quote up to a million dollars worth of insurance with a six hundred dollar deductible. So that means some person I don't know who is vetted through only being a member of this organization. If you want to participate in this program, you have to sign up and be a member of this club. And fulfill their criteria. Which means you have to have a motorcycle drive, um, an M1 endorsement. It has to be valid. You have to have provided your motorcycle endorsement number, which they're checking, right? So as a person who is providing them with my expensive motorcycle, I can know that you are a member of this rider's share and that you are not you are somebody who can be trusted but i still make the ultimate decision if i'm not comfortable i don't rent you the bike that's fine i'm not obliged to rent you the motorcycle i have the ultimate final say well nobody could ever force you to rent your bike if somebody shows up exactly. and, they, and they and they can't don't just know like airbnb like, baby oh, you have no, the right no, to no, refuse you anybody you know want. you're asking right. me how to ride the bike right. you want me to show you how to turn it oh, on yeah. and i've no, rented no, no, no. i've rented enough motorcycles <laughs> in enough places um, that this is good so anyway. So anyway, well, how does anybody make their money? Well, here's how they make their money. When you list your motorcycle, if you do, if you went online to look at this, and you'll see the motorcycles I have listed there. You'll see that I have the Grizzo listed at $100 a day. I have the V7 listed at $90 a day. And I have the uh, 2000 Kawasaki Vulcan 1500 listed at $75 a day. So I have different prices. They also give you the ability, if, you, if the person chooses to rent it for more than two days, more than four days, or more than a week, you can give them discounts to encourage them to rent the motorcycle longer. And it will give you the ability to establish your own discounts. And it's kind of neat because they do the marketing for you. If you go to their website right now and type in Cleveland, these three motorcycles will come up. And it will say, you can have this Grizzo from $47 a day. Because, yes, if they list it for a week, if they rent it for a week, they're going to get $47 a day. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. $47 a day. Yeah. Plus your $15 a day insurance. Well, I was just thinking if it was $100 a day, that yeah. would only be $3,650, right? Or am I wrong? That's $10 a day. Yeah. That's $30,000. Ah, I missed it. I was thinking I was almost <laughs> Okay, there. yeah. Well, and is it, it almost to be cheaper? Well, carry the two. It's okay. I was thinking of like... It'd almost be cheaper to just rent the bike than ever buy the bike. Oh, the car just, that I'm looking at renting in Costa Rica, you, I might just drive it home. As far as like <laughs> how much you ride the bike, if you're not going to ride the yeah. bike, if you just really want to, like I'm just going to go rent the bike every once in a while. Right. Every couple, you know, I'm only going to ride it on the weekends. I'm just going to come in. Fuck yeah. Why buy a bike when I can just come and rent it for a weekend here and oh, there? You know, it's it's my. You're exactly right. It's the same way that I feel about motorcycle trailers. You, unless you run a business. Don't buy a motorcycle trailer. You can rent them at U-Haul for $26 to $75 a weekend, three days, for a fucking perfectly built motorcycle trailer with a wheel chalk built in and everything. And if it fucks up, it's not your problem. You don't need to put plates on it. You don't need to insure it. You use it the day you want to use it. You drive to the fucking rally or wherever you're going, and when you're done, you leave it in some U-Haul parking lot somewhere in America, you and walk you away. walk away. I mean, if I exactly. It, if it was under a, a day, it's not in your backyard. every weekend, that'd yeah. be $5,200 a year. Exactly. And I'm not going to run it every weekend. Exactly. All right, so getting yeah. back to the motorcycle, I mean, this is cool. This is really cool. I mean, this is something that... Chris Smith could be interested in because he has multiple motorcycles and he can't ride them all at the same time. I can't. Exactly. God damn it. Right. So the idea being that 20% of your take goes back to 
rider share. Those fuckers. Who cares? They're the they're the website that led these suckers to you. But you decide how much you'll rent it for. Yes. If you, you choose a number, if you say a thousand dollars a day, yep. nobody's ever going to rent it. Exactly. They don't and have any standard like no, fee schedule for not renting. at all. They do not have a standardized fee Who's schedule. Who's insured on this? The operator is insured. So the operator is purchasing a policy through Riders Share. They're a brokerage for that day. For or that, that day. Or, or, or that time period. For that rental period. Okay. Exactly. For that rental period. There's also a penalty if they bring it home late. That's not a big deal. Exactly. How 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 much horseshit is there if the if the insurance company says, Yeah, they wrecked your bike, mm-hmm. but you have right. you know, well, and then you sit there holding your dick. From the day that you get the bike back from the renter. Yeah. In whatever condition it's in. Yeah. If they scratch the gas tank, yeah. you have three days to report that. Yeah. Okay. To, the, you can file a to rider share. Okay. To rider share. Oh. You have to report that damage to rider share with photograph. Fine. Okay. You have three days Fine. as the owner of the vehicle Got it. to report it to them. Got it. Then, <sighs> if it's under $600, now rider share is going to pay you regardless. You're not getting money from the customer. You are not the collections agent. But I got to collect from rider's share. Rider's share is going to pay you to repair your vehicle. Are they going to fight me on it? Well, it wouldn't be in their best interest to because ultimately they are selling the customer a $15 insurance policy with a $600 deductible. I mean, <coughs> so, so who's your responsible? the same rigmarole with anything. You'd have but to send who's them an estimate. Go ahead. Go ahead, John. I'm sorry. I, I mean, I wouldn't it be the same as any, like going through sort of an insurance company? You'd have to... Show send them some some paperwork from a shop where yep. you take it and you've had an estimate and exactly and they would authorize it and then they'd fix it and then you'd have to send them the receipt and they would pay it. The the biggest thing, you know, anything in the world is very easy to shoot holes in, and the fact that they're using an outside supplier for their insurance, they're not self bonding, they're not trying to be that. Um, my wife uses a car share program in San Francisco. That is, people who are flying out of San Francisco leave their cars at a lot a mile away from the airport, and then they get a, a, a car takes them from the lot to the airport, then they fly to wherever they're going, their car's stuck there for a week or two. Well, while they're somewhere else, uh, this company rents their cars to other people. Wow. <laughs> and they get free storage. At minimum, you're getting free parking. At maximum, if your car gets rented out, you're getting 20, 30, 40 bucks a day. That is cool. Yeah. The problem is all these taxi companies and car rental companies and states and somebody's, insurance companies have said, fuck you, you're cutting into our profit margin. You can't do that. And they've rallied against this little startup company okay. that came up with this great idea. So my wife has been using that for every trip she does to San Francisco for years. And she gets, you know, she goes ahead of time. She looks. She goes, oh, well, this week when I'm traveling out to her yoga ashram thing or a meditation retreat, she goes, well, I have my choice of a, a Mazda fucking three class or whatever the hell it is or a Ford Focus or a Toyota Camry or, a, you know, Suburban. BMW Rose. Whatever. Whatever it is. And then there's different prices for each car. That's cool. And then she pays that price. That is really cool. And if there's any damage done to the vehicle while she has it, the insurance that the the renter of the car pays for covers the damage to the vehicle. So her yeah. $600 deductible in, in the motorcycle thing. Yeah. So she's responsible out yeah. of her pocket yeah. with on her credit card for that 600 Absolutely. For the first 600 Right. And you as the renter, you as the person who owns the property is not responsible for collecting that because that's what you're paying your 20% for this company, Rideshare, to do. 
That's why you're paying 20%. You're paying so, for the advertising okay. and you're paying for because management. Because the, the whole part of this is yeah. if somebody damages your motorcycle. Of course. If, if they don't do That's anything, we don't give a shit, right? right. We're all so if they about. damage it, yeah. then the real fuck comes up if we can get reimbursed. So exactly. I'm, I'm taking my bike over to my local dealer sure. and he says it's going to be 3250 to right. get it fixed. Am I fighting a fight? I no. don't. That's a they, damn they good f- question. They fight well, it well, for you. Right. Well, no, 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 because a ride share, whatever it is, mm-hmm. has to kick the money out. Right. But my dealer that I trust. No, ride share doesn't kick the ride share doesn't kick the money out. The insurance company that ride share is representing kicks the money out. So, so it's how the much same of a as if you wanted up a rental car. But you, you yeah. as you as a shop owner, are right. not going to go to bat for me. I mean, I don't care. Well, I don't fuck have you. To. Well, but. Yeah. Right. But it's it's going to be my problem to get the thirty two fifty out of the insurance company right. to pay you to fix my bike as as it would be if you dumped your bike. Yeah, right. It, it doesn't but, change. But, but I get a one on one relationship with my insurer, sure, as yeah. opposed to some third party, right. Who says no, no, fuck you. You know, it's only going to cost six hundred bucks to fix. Your yeah, bike. it's not for everybody. You might want to if you're if it's your motorcycle on the line before you sign up to be a participating sharer. Yeah. Before you join this club, maybe for some people, maybe it's worth giving a call to Rideshare. What I've noticed from their website is they're incredibly approachable. Uh, it might be worth contacting them and asking them who their insurance is being underwritten by, and to find Joe's out. Joe's Discount Insurance in West well, Virginia exactly. and Screen Door Company. Yes. There's there's not a whole lot of rules in the world to say who can and can't insure things. You know, there's a because the guys yeah. that are sitting around this table that own bikes, right. they're saying, "Well, you know, okay, you can rent my bike, yeah, but if you trash it, you got to pony up and cover the value of the bike." No, 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 no. I'm renting out my uh, CM200 yeah. Twin Star, exactly. Fifteen, <laughs> please crash a day. it. <laughs> I don't really care. I, mm-hmm. I just want to see this. Well, and Somebody I did look, show up and rent it, and please. I did look, and this is a new program. So Dustin and I looked today, <laughs> and there were about forty motorcycles. Nationwide. Okay, so, you know, there's three here in Cleveland. There were eight or ten in the L.A. area, like one in Houston, Texas, two in Houston, Texas. So this is brand new. We're talking about this because this is brand fucking new. Early adapters. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. BFN. Do they seem yeah. to be, like, branded? Like, nope. you think there are people? No. Oh, no, they're no. all no. over the place. Everything, and I'm not, I shits thou not, everything from a Ninja 300 to a um, 1998 like Yamaha to a fucking 2015 Zero DS or SR. I hope you get your Harleys on there. Oh, I'm about to. Yeah, I'm about to. Yeah, I'm about to. Um, oh, man, you'll warm the it shit up, out of those. Believe me. Uh, yeah, warm it up, Chris, is exactly right. Uh, and it's funny because they do say in one of the things it says, you know, cruiser bikes are more popular. Because cruiser bikes are more popular. That's I mean, Eagle Riders made a business on cruiser bikes are more popular. So... Now, here's what I can tell you. Based on every price that I've seen, we saw a 2015 Honda Goldwing in San Francisco, mm-hmm. or San Jose. It was in San Jose. So imagine, if Let's you will, go. imagine, if you will, riddle me this. Right. Flying into San Jose, which is infinitely cheaper than flying into San Francisco, but they're close. You fly into San Jose. I'm going to bet you that the person renting you this motorcycle might even pick you up at the airport for $135 a day. 
which is less than half the price of an Eagle Rider Sportster. You could be on a 2015 Goldwing. The guy who's renting it says, I've got helmets in small, medium, and large. I've got jackets in small, medium, and large that you're more than welcome to borrow because you're dealing with a human being. You could have yourself a nice six- or seven-day trip in the wine country area on a Goldwing. That would be kind of sexy. That'd be kind of a fun trip. Hells yeah. And then when you're done, you're back at the airport, and you're back on your fucking plane. And you get back to the office, you expense it, and you say that uh, it was a worthless trip, but uh, <laughs> you didn't learn anything. But uh, Yeah, I'm, I'm just kind of thinking that <laughs> that that idea or that mentality is pretty fucking cool. Like that The is idea cool. of it like is pretty that. fucking cool because I have rented Harley-Davidson's before. I've rented Eagle Rider bikes before. It's really, really expensive. The, the going rate for an Eagle Rider rental, depending on what city you're in, is going to – you need to take their insurance. Their insurance is not $15 a day. Their insurance is more expensive. And the bikes you're getting have a lot of miles on them in most cases. They're, you're narrowed you're, – you're fought in the bookends between a Sportster – and a big-ass bagger. You know, they like the Harley-Davidson product. It's hard to find Eagle Riders that don't just do Harley-Davidson's. The biggest one that I can think of, San Francisco, does Indians and Harley-Davidson's. They're still not getting a lot of choice there. But at 250 plus per day, that adds up real quick. I did an Eagle Rider out of Sills. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. $112 a day. Yeah, that's good. I yeah. got... Friday, Saturday. Yep. They're closed Sunday. They're closed Sunday. You get Sunday for free. So I get Sunday for free. Just because you're not there. That's a Chris Smith in action right there. <laughs> turn it by noon or 1 o'clock on Monday. On Monday, yeah. The insurance was 12 bucks a day. Woo! Included in the 112 or whatever. So that is and fantastically it was a aggressive. BMW. Yeah. yeah. R1200 yep. RT. Yeah. What year was the RT? 13. 13. So because it was an older product and because it was a down market like Cleveland, yeah. you were able to get some very good pricing. That same rental in L.A. is going to cost you almost three times as much. And it had a GPS, yep. heated grips, yep. cruise control. That's a good setup. Tell you what. That's a very good setup. Why would you rent a setup. motorcycle when you have a garage full of them? Because <laughs> he needed a Swiss Army knife. He needed a bike for the, the situation he needed. I had to go down and that's to a uh, smart alternative. Johnson City, Tennessee to watch yep. my son play soccer. I didn't have a windshield on any of my bikes. And that's a good thinking. If you don't have a bike that's going to make the trip comfortably for a couple yeah. of hundred bucks, and you do now, yeah. renting a bike is always a good option. Yeah. They were yeah. nice to me, too. They're I mean, very nice. Oh, the people at Sills are fantastic. What yeah. if they did this with RVs? I could go out to California, yeah. get an RV for probably going to be four hundred dollars. Well, that's right. too much. That's too much. It doesn't work. Get oh, a, get, look into live, some. Of the, it's the vehicle you can rent and live in at the same time. Look into some of these websites that talk about you transporting the RV. Because one of my customers today in the shop told me that he's picking up a um, motor coach. He's picking up a motor coach in Iowa, and he's transporting Iowa. it to Anchorage, Alaska. Sweet. Holy crap. And he's Whoa. leaving in April. So he's leaving April of next year. He's already scheduled it out. The the person in Anchorage has already purchased this the RV. Is this an auto drive away kind of yeah. thing? Yeah. Yeah. And this is this gentleman, this my one of my customers, is going to be transporting himself to Iowa, probably driving himself there, and leaving his car there. And then he's going to be taking the RV. He has fourteen days 
to transport the RV from Iowa to Anchorage. Road trip. Well, then how, and it's not going to cost back? him a nickel. Well, how's he getting he's back? Flooded. He's going to take a cruise on the Inland Interior Passage. And then what he's going to the fly home. What's that? It's one of those boats that wealthy people get on and enjoy looking at fucking polar bears and shit. Yeah. But that doesn't get him back to Iowa. No, it gets him back to fucking Canada somewhere. He jumps in a plane and goes to Iowa. Yeah. It's an adventure. I thought you were going to say he throws a motorcycle on the backside of it, and then uh, well, that's something I might do. Yeah, and then and then you ride your bike back, one hundred and fifty dollar armor bike rack, and you just leave it wherever you (laughs) fucking throw it away. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, done that more than once. I don't know. They're ninety nine ninety nine with a coupon. Sacrificial. No, no, I have returned them at other Harbor Freights when I got to my destination. Yeah. See, that's why. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. I Chris Smith the shit out of that situation. (laughs) Save your receipt from Harbor Freight. I will drive your RV from Cleveland to Alaska gladly. Right. Exactly. Wow. Oh, you'll pay me too? Oh, great. Yeah. And then when you get there, you drop your KLR off the back and... I'm coming back, and I've got a lot of money. Now, I wonder if they pay for gas, too. No, they pay for everything. Oh, jeez. Yeah, because you're transporting it, and it's cheaper for them to have you do it at a per diem stipend thing than it is to have, like, you know, Harry's House of Shipping. It cost me $200 to have my RV uh, towed from Brunswick to the lot here in Cleveland. Yeah. Which is maybe 20 miles. Right, exactly. $200. $200. Damn. Right. And you my could little never Ford... tow an RV. Oh, I just shipped country. a Ford Fiesta, which is the smallest car known to any of us at the moment. I just shipped that from Cleveland, you know, and I had to get it to a parking lot that was big enough to fit the biggest truck I've ever seen in my life with a triple cab sleeper, maybe a quadruple cab, but it had a full-size bathtub in it. Nice. Fucking <laughs> not dicking around, man. That is a serious sleeper for, like, one 25-year-old kid driving it. But not kidding. Second story, like lift the you, whole thing. You got you to gotta wash the hookers off. Whoa, whoa, whoa. it was amazing. <laughs> but to move a Ford Fiesta from here to Jersey, over seven hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, over seven hundred bucks. And the U-ship guys were willing to do it for in the neighborhood of like four fifty or five hundred. But this guy wanted enclosed shipping, so my Ford Fiesta got pulled in on top of a literally two eighty Z turbo that was triple mint, beautiful restored. On top of a 49 Ford pickup, behind a Rolls Royce, and a Ford Fiesta. (laughs) I was like, yeah, make sure you put that one near the door in case it falls out. uh, So, yeah, that's a fun idea for an adventure. Now... So it's currently leaking oil on a... uh... On a a a Datsun 280Z. Exactly. It's just dripping oil on top of a Datsun 280Z. uh, Now, here's the question. (laughs) Would you rent your motorcycle to somebody you don't know through this program? This is Airbnb. Would you let somebody stay in your house if you're not there? I'll go first. Yes. You would. Well, you would. I would. The house is... No, I'm not talking about Airbnb. I was the motorcycle, using it as a, Yes, yeah. because... Yeah. And I think I'd rent any one of my motorcycles to somebody. Yeah. Because I don't have much skin in the game right. on any of my bikes. Most of them I got mm-hmm. cheap. I made them what they are. If for some reason, I mean, what's way. the worst that could happen? They crash it. I, I have the wherewithal to fix it without it costing me a lot of money. Yeah, I, I'm I like, agree. You can't fuck up my bikes, and I can't fix it. Right. You know, even my <laughs> favorite bikes. You know, even like my Superhawk. That was the question, though. Too, I had. What if you rent your bike to this person, then it breaks down? Right. Or if they don't so, return it. 
Well, I wouldn't rent well, them anything if it just vintage. Went away. If it went away, that's what insurance is for. Yeah, I think that would be. But insurance. you have to determine the value of it. So that's right. if, if his Superhawk disappeared, he's got to say, well, it's um, worth, it would cost it's me seventeen thousand eight hundred dollars. Well, I'd have it, to get book value for it. If it if his Superhawk disappeared, it would cost me less to write the check for that than it would be if somebody dumped that SVO or that CVO. It would be a bitter chapter in my yeah. life, but it's not going to ruin my life. It's right. not going to be like, right. no, I'm not drinking. Come on. That shit tonight. And oh, honestly, the people who are renting are at least as vetted as this system vets them. The only one I might yeah. care a little bit about is the Marine Corps KLR, but right. again, that's, you know, it is just what it is. I mean, I, I, I very much like yeah. it. I like it. I like also being able to maybe like, it can be money or I like the ride share. Like, yeah. uh, you can come rent my KLR mm-hmm. if I can ride your whatever bike out in California. Like, that would be great. I, though I don't know why you'd ever come to Cleveland to ride a motorcycle when you have California. <laughs> I agree. But I, if I could get credit. Yep. <laughs> We've had friends that went to Hawaii and were able to find a motorcycle to ride in Hawaii by going on Craigslist and saying, I'm going to be in Hawaii for the next seven days. Does somebody on Craigslist want to rent me their motorcycle? Nice. They went on the <clears throat> Craigslist motorcycle section. This is like that. Except for there's a level of vetting involved, and there's insurance around. They've taken a lot of the risk out of it by having insurance. Yeah. And another cool part about that story, I know who you're talking about, Mm -hmm. Um, they actually rented the guy's house, too. Yes. Yeah. Like, they they went looking for the motorcycle, and and he's like, well, I'm going to be out of town. I can rent you the house. The motorcycle's in the garage. Right. And this is one of those situations where it pays to be a nice guy yeah. because it's he the meth is... lab starter kit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and when I came back to my house in Hawaii, I found forty-seven natives buried under the front porch. Yeah, that's exactly how. What it a happens. problem that was. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, there are Airbnb. There are Airbnb horror stories. If you ever want to have some fun, like type in Airbnb horror stories because there are some Airbnb horror stories. Well, there's also Airbnb horror. Stories Horror too. stories. I, yeah. That's um, you have to pay more for that, and it's more than a twenty percent cut. The, uh, Look at yeah. the videos. Mm-hmm. Dead hooker stories. Huh? I think I would do it. I mean, <laughs> obviously, I think I would do it because I just storage. listed three bikes. Yeah. So I just listed Settle three down, bikes because. And then you could, if you really that, you could like, General, have bikes you, just specifically for it. I. I mean, like, how much does it cost to buy a CBR three hundred? I wonder. For the cost of the bike, you'd probably, if you rented it out enough. You'd pay for the bike in the first the, year. The guy that I rented the BMW RT from when I went to Vegas. So I had looked around all these different companies that rent motorcycles in Vegas, and they're all basically Eagle Rider kind of things. And there wasn't a single one that I was at all happy with. And through, I don't even, the internet was young then, but I did find a guy that had three or four <laughs> motorcycles stashed in a storage unit in Vegas, like a little roll-up door yeah. $20 a month yeah, yeah. storage unit or whatever. And his son went to UNLV. And so he lived in Denver. His son was at UNLV. The four motorcycles were in storage. So when he would go to Vegas to visit his son, they could jump on the motorcycles and go fuck off and go enjoy a ride. Well, while he was not fucking off on the motorcycles, those motorcycles were listed through a, motor- a company that back then was called Eurocycle. And Eurocycle wasn't here in the States yet, but it was in England and, and Europe. And they were all about renting motorcycles. In Nevada. From other people. It was also in Nevada. It was also in Nevada. That's true. (laughs) Well, I don't, and I'll tell you what, it was done so loosely. I did not pay my money to Eurocycle. I paid my money to the man who owned the motorcycles, whose son, 18 years old, 19 years old, picked me and married up at the airport, threw our shit in the back of his Toyota Corolla. Oh, come on. Really? Drove us to the storage unit, had me sign 
a literally one sheet waiver. <laughs> Made me get on the motorcycle, ride the motorcycle in a circle at the storage unit to prove that I knew how to ride a motorcycle. It's a BMW, you know, R1100RT. It is what it is. Some people can't ride that motorcycle. Yeah. Right? So he would have the ability to say, fuck you, you're taking the uh, DR650, you know, (laughs) or the DR250 or whatever's there. Because he had four bikes there. So that was all there. There were three or four jackets hanging up on hooks. Wow. That was his shit. It was him and Did his dad. Did they charge shit. extra for the jacket? No. And the thing was, I had brought my own stuff. I had brought all my own riding gear. But looking at the the stuff on the wall, I was like, ooh, that Tourmaster jacket is nicer than the jacket I brought. Can I borrow the jacket? And the kid's like, yeah, of course. That's why they're here. I was like, fuck, I got upgraded. So, <laughs> and I had brought the amount of gear that would fit in the saddlebags of the motorcycle. You know, I'm not... Stupid. So I brought that right amount of gear. So we loaded everything on the bike, and the kid's like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "I'm gonna take all your shit for you to your hotel." Dude, really? Dude, <laughs> what? Yeah, man, I'll take your shit to your hotel for you. It's no problem. I know right where your hotel is. It's no big deal. Fuck. So my wife didn't even have to put her gear on and jump on the back of the bike. She got back in the Toyota Corolla with him. Got her, you know, had her bags in there. They fucked off to the hotel. I went to the liquor store on the motorcycle, you know, waste not, want not, and, uh, you know, turn an opportunity into an accomplishment, and they, uh, and it worked, and it was cool, and I mean, it was... I'm not going to make any comments about that. It was 300 bucks for, like, four days. Parents, so I'm not That's talking, great. I'm yeah. not going to say anything yeah. about it. Yeah, but that doesn't really exist. 300 bucks for four days? Well, that doesn't exist anymore. I've tried to find it. I've gone back there several times, tried well, to search this guy it. out. I can't That kid's find dead. His father's in kid's prison. kid's out of college. His he's, dad's moved on to better things. He's buried in the desert. people, you know? <laughs> and Dude. That's it. I'm, I'm going to tell you, I listed three bikes up there already. I thought it'd be fun to experiment with it and see what kind of action we I'm have. I'm going to start listing bikes. Well, I don't think you're going to get any action for Not a now. couple of months. No, 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 no. <laughs> you, you got a Greetso up there you could yeah, throw up the, there? That, we got a used Greetso. Mm-hmm. We got a beautiful black devil. Um, I mean, a gorgeous. I Stelvio. I got a buddy I'd 170. Oh. Stelvio I don't have any Stelvios right now. I know. Yeah. But, yeah, I've got a black devil up there, and I've got the V7 Scrambler up there, that red one I built. How much is that for a day? Ninety bucks. How much are your Enfields? So that's B Y O T. Bring your own trailer. I, the uh, I, why wouldn't you rent it for ninety dollars a day? Rent it for a day. Ride the shit out of it. Rent it for a weekend and then buy one. If well, you're here's what I'm one. thinking. I have got this great idea that I'm going to give people because you know test rides are a very sticking point. I mean, test rides suck. There's a lot of risk on the part of the dealership every time somebody comes in and wants to test ride a motorcycle. Mm-hmm. And we had an experience we're not going to go about because the podcast's running long anyway. But I'm just going to say that you it make sucks. zero dollars at the point of... But here's the point. I'm not going to... This is a great idea. What I'm going to say is this. You know what? You want to test ride the motorcycle. That's great. I can appreciate that you want to test ride the motorcycle. But you got to do something to cover my ass so you don't go out and crash something you're not used to riding yet. Because face it, test rides are dangerous. You're not used to that motorcycle. Fuck, you might not be used to this neighborhood. I don't give a f- I don't know what your riding background is. Right. The odds are if you're buying a motorcycle, it's probably bigger than the one you rode here on. That's just the way the science works. Yeah. yeah. So the point is you're buying a motorcycle because you don't have experience with that bitch. Right? If you already had experience with it, why the fuck are you buying it? Right. Okay. I've never had anybody test ride a motorcycle that was significantly easier than the motorcycle they're riding currently. So fuck it. Don't go wreck my shit. Here's what I'm going to do. 
I'm going to wrench you that motorcycle. Click here. Walk over to my desk. Click here. Slide, slide your card Thank through. you. If you buy this motorcycle, this rental is on me. Now, instead of a 10-minute test ride, you got 24 hours, motherfucker. Go I enjoy like yourself. Good for you. Like you Good for you, it. Phil. I like that. Go out and enjoy this motorcycle 24 for 24 hour. hours. Good for you. Ride it to your friend's house. Go pick your wife up. Take her for a ride. Put your favorite fucking saddlebags on. Rob her. a bank. Whatever the fuck you want to do. That's great. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh, no. It even talks yeah. about, in the contract, it talks about tickets. It talks about the tickets because all you do is, if it's like a camera ticket, you pay the ticket, you send them the bill. They pay you back. They reimburse you for the ticket. Do you put your plate on there? What's that? On yeah. That, on uh, that tw- you own the vehicle. <clears throat> you so get- no, no, wait, wait. You own so, the vehicle. So you get your dealer plate. Yeah. So the guy goes out and he robs a bank. Yeah. Happens all the time. But are, they, the are, they, are they stamping a picture of it? Well, I'm just. But here's the thing: you got to remember. Is unicorn the other poop angle. heavier or lighter when than centaur poop? <laughs> I don't know. But let's argue about it for an hour. No, no, I'm not arguing. No, <laughs> unicorn poop but is I'm just sure, rainbow ice cream. I'm sure. I'm sure. Ooh, I'm sure. Sprinkles. The yeah. hoops that you jump through when you become a renter yeah. is you have to provide a copy of your driver's license. Yeah. You have to give yeah. your name and address yeah. and telephone number. Exactly. They get all of your information, right. so you can't just and be credit like, card. <laughs> right. Goodbye. You don't know. If what you're going to rob a bank. Steal your a fingerprints are all bank. over it because you're committing a felony anyway. All right, Might as well commit right. too. Right? Forget the, uh, I asked the right. question. No, it's it's it's. Forget it's I asked it. I don't you think that the likelihood. Yeah, I don't think the likelihood of having somebody commit malfeasance on your vehicle. But for me, I love the idea of substituting a rental for a test ride Phenomenal. because it's like I love it, dude. Now you're getting paid for test rides, basically. Well, that could be a case too, but, but also 24 hours really works though because then. Then your buyer can say, I love the shit out of this Isn't bike. that great? Yes. Yeah. Like and if you that. love it and you want to buy the bike, I'll pay for your rental. Yeah. I'll, it's totally on me. I love it. Yeah. It's totally on me. And that's what I think I'm going to do from now on. And that's what that's how we'll run it. And it'll be great because if you did want to come in here and let's just say you wanted to test ride a bike like that Zero SR, I don't currently have it listed on my rider's share. Well, then real quickly, it takes two minutes, I can list that bike on rider's share. What's that? Oh, it doesn't matter. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, it's, it's Take believe California. me. Right. Oh, believe me. This is, this is the new way I'm doing it because I like the idea of I if like somebody it. screws up my shit, I'm going to get a check from an insurance company. I like that idea. Because not your insurance company. Not my insurance company. <laughs> my rates don't go up because some other jackhole wanted to crash my shit. If my rates are going to go up, I want it to be my fuck up. You yeah. sent us that link to Motorcycle News for new bikes. Was there a particular new bike that you were talking about? Or? Did I send a link to new Motorcycle News? Oh, no, that was last weeks week, ago. two weeks ago. Oh. Oh, yeah. Wow. yeah, that was last week's <laughs> podcast, the ICMA podcast. Uh, yeah. Right. What did you, hey, you, you were, okay, remedial homework. John gets an extra week for his homework. <laughs> he was sick. What was, your, what was your favorite bike from ICMA? Well, wait a second. Let me, well, let me look through all <laughs> No, no, no. I definitely had It's I, not I'm of the list. what I was looking at. Don't drag it on too far. We're well, this will be an kind hour of, and 20. <laughs> this will be kind of fun because then we'll get to see which one of us he copied. Well, Do you know what I realized? We had so much fun last things, week's podcast. We was this where I saw... Wait, 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 wait. Was this where I saw the electric motorcycle that they built with a Honda Leaf or a Nissan Leaf battery stuffed into it? Not... No, but I do know what you're talking about. But that's, that's I thought that was one of the ones on here. It was like the was it? Yeah, I think it was in there. Yeah, it was an electric motorcycle. They had taken like a a leaf battery. 
a regular motorcycle, yeah. tore everything out of yeah. it, and put a, a Nissan Leaf battery in it right. with a with a 40-horsepower hub and everything. Yeah. And it, it was fantastic. It was a homebrew yeah. electric motorcycle. Very I thought cool. that was really that cool. That is cool. Sweet. Yeah. Homegrown. Or you can get a Zero with, with me. 106 horsepower. Homegrown. Or 106 well, I'm just saying. Right. I'm poor. I like the whole build it yourself. I'm thing, yeah. poor, I'm so that. I'm like, oh, I can get a Prius battery from the junkyard. <laughs> well, I no, 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 you cannot. Oh, There's no pre i in the junkyard. You're not in Cleveland. Those Prius is all run. That fucker's got radar for those things. If it's still in the junkyard. That means Hofford already said no to it, which means you don't want it. So, yeah. Well, that's the, the rule. And the other thing that I was looking at on here was they had the, uh, what was it? It was the Chinese bike, the 650 Chinese bike from CF, CF Moto. Yeah, CF we, Moto. Talk, we talked about that. We talked about the CF Moto 650. Yeah. And yeah, that was a big point of our For conversation. $5,000. It's 5000 bucks for a 650. And the point is, we looked at it and. They're completely ripping off the the BMW LT, like like everything about that bike. The Except whole the, price. the RT, um, the whole front of the bike was an absolute rip off of a BMW RT. The whole back of the bike was an R, a rip off of a BMW RT. So it's a BMW RT for five thousand dollars. But it's Chinesium, right? And so the problem is Chinesium That's is still problem. Chinesium, and all your fasteners will break. Right, and if ham cost five dollars and ninety nine cents <laughs> a pound. And the world's worst scrapple is a dollar ninety nine a pound. Whoa, whoa, hey, saddle down! Don't, don't be smirched. Scrapple. Scrapple is a phenomenal product. Say it again. Lips. Don't be smirched. Scrapple. (laughs) I be smirched. It's called scrapple for a reason. It's just like Geta. Have you ever had scrapple? I have had much scrapple. How good is scrapple? Well, I mean, once again, I defer you to the spam argument. It's great in certain scenarios. But the problem is we I'm know what's up in it. Scrapple, and you will love it to Sam Hill. That's fine. I'm not. I'm not arguing. But I'm saying that the price per pound is guys, different. guys, guys. <laughs> I'm just saying. Settle down. That's that. Let's not have a meat fight. <laughs> Ow! When you're paying six ninety nine a pound, you better not be getting scrapple. Yeah. So, well, scrapple's not six ninety nine. Exactly. Pound. Yeah. And that's the thing when you're talking about Chinese motorcycle. <laughs> It's $4,000 or $5,000 or $6,000, but it's still $4,000, and I'm going to use this term very carefully, worth of Chinese material. And is You'd be better off buying a KLR 650 for $5,000. You'd be better off buying a used BMW RT1100, an R1100RT, for $4,000. I bought my DRZ for $4,000. Well, I mean... If we're going to say you can buy a BMW R1100, I'm sorry, an R1200 RT Imposter for $6,000, would it be wrong to buy a eight-year-old actual BMW RT would not be wrong. for the exact same money, which has twice the motor, it's okay. almost three times the horsepower, and reliability arguably has not Parts. yet lived a third of its potential yeah. lifespan? Whereas the day you roll the Chinese bike into your garage, you may be on a 12,000-mile timer. Or as you know, Pete was saying, you may be on a 4,000-mile timer, which is his personal experience or his brother's yeah. personal experience. Yeah. So it, I, the bike that I picked was the Fantic Caballero, which has the 500cc motor in it, but it's fucking Chinese. And it's just like there is that feeling that you get when you're riding a Chinese motorcycle... Of enjoy it today. Then the other bike was because a, there may not be a tomorrow. 
Wasn't there one that was know. 200 horsepower? I must have, like, Boom. been clicking around. There yeah. Was a, I yeah. was looking at, maybe it was like the, I don't know, somebody has built a, a 200 horsepower motorcycle. I'm like, what mm. the fuck? There's, I mean, obviously, when you get into crazy shit like the Kawasaki H2s and things of that nature, there's, everybody's in that, that's the magic number now. You know, 10 years ago, it was hard to find a car that could go 200 miles an hour. Now there's 12 of them. Yeah. And motorcycles, there's quite a few motorcycles that are over 140 horsepower now. And wow. Wow. I mean, that's. So you have to talk about the uh, next summer's uh, Cleveland Moto Tour. Hopefully I'm here at the shop making too much money to do anything else in the summertime. There'll be no such thing. It's it's European tour. Oh, the European tour, because in the summertime I go to Europe. Yeah. No, the only time I get to enjoy Europe is when there's snow on the ground and prices are low. And it's through Dastrovia and uh, Lithuania. Jiminy Christmas. Why don't we start in Iceland and just keep it cheap and fly in for a hundred bucks on a so, wild so airline? So tell us more about it. I don't fucking know anything that you're fucking talking about. Jesus. Forward. No, no. Hour no, and a half. No, hour and a half. Uh, yeah. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. There will be no European tour in, on this man's budget. No. I've scraped enough money to go to fucking Costa Rica and, you know, eat my burritos with flies on them. The, uh... <laughs> Moto Stay, I'm, I'm, spending, I'm spending way more money for a hotel room with clean sheets. The, uh, it's one of those ones. Um, and apparently it's the most prostitute-rich city in Costa Rica. Hmm. But that wouldn't city. matter to you. No, it wouldn't. No, I'm not going to start paying for sex oh. now. My God. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, if you can't beat free, I'm probably not involved. The, uh, yeah, it's a bad scene. So yeah, for uh, for next week, uh, I mean, Dustin got the last one dropped real fast for the Eichmann cast. So hopefully we can get this one dropped real quick. So the next event is for us. It's either attending the International Motorcycle Show or participating in the International Motorcycle <laughs> Show. Because <laughs> we at least get press passes. Well, yeah, we at well, least wait, get wait, press wait. passes. It's only the ninth. Are we going to have <clears throat> one next week? Yeah, we'll have one next week. But yeah. are you saying the next event? Oh, so unless you got an event in your pocket, you know about. Yeah, there's no other. Unless you got an event in your pocket, you know about that I don't. I I do have something in my pocket. Yeah, well, if if it's not a motorcycle-related event that we're probably going to attend, I can't really think of anything between now and then. We Uh, can twist it up. We are officially into winter season. That's all there is to it. Snow and all. Fucking. Today was a very. It was a very rude awakening driving to Mentor today. Four out of the five attendants are wearing hats. on. I'll well, this is know. like the first, yeah, you know, well, pulling into the Cleveland Moto parking lot, no motorcycles, all cars. All cars. Mm-hmm. Well, when Dustin and I pulled into the Mentor parking lot. Although I did expect to see Steve ride a bike. even though there's I did too. In shorts. I figured shorts. for sure he would in show snow. up on a bike in shorts today. Yeah. Um, if anybody wants to know the differential forecast between where we're sitting right now and our other property on the east side, the snow banks over oh, there. Ten inches. The <laughs> snow banks there are already over four feet. Oh, Oh, yeah. well, Four feet. Drift. The, no shit. The parking lot. Drifts. The parking lot. Yeah. Wow. The parking lot. Holy yeah. shit. I was going to park a bike next to one just today for scale to compare the west side picture versus the east Goodness. side picture. Wow. Yeah. So our, our yeah. It's, uh, and yeah, this actual snow thrower, like the real two stage got put to use today. And yeah. 
Yeah. Good winterization pays off. Third pull. I dragged mine out of the barn. <laughs> hey, when it turns into the Cleveland Moto Snowblower podcast. I almost have <laughs> as many snowblowers as motorcycles. I have three snowblowers. The fuck? Bum, yeah, even bum, I've got two. Bum, 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 yeah. So on that, so what, uh, what are you running these days? That's shovel fast and take chances. <laughs> yeah, I've got a Put on your Snell rated shoveling helmet. I've been shoveling helmet.